Amen. Again, we, uh, if you joined us just during our time of worship, we're so glad that you're here. We appreciate you being a part of this family from wherever you live, the Gathering Church in Moravian Falls. And we're so grateful for those that continue to support us, that are part of our online church family. And uh, so we want to, again, give you that opportunity. I think there'll be some information on the screen, but uh, you can go to our website and there's a place to donate. And uh, we are really are grateful that we have such a large group of people that watch us and that are part of our family and that support this ministry. And, you know, the scripture says, I've never seen the righteous forsaken or begging for bread. That not only speaks of individuals, but churches. And, it, and I believe those that are following him and doing his will, they will find God faithful in this hour. And you're going to find God faithful, and, and we're going to believe for that. And... Um, you know, we never will outgive him because he gave his only son. He gave us the best, and we're, we're eternally grateful. But uh, this is an exciting time to be alive. You know, if you watch too much of what's online, you know, too many reports, you might think differently because not everything is the best of news. You just got to make sure you get back to the good news because it's good news, and that's what we're called to, to share in this hour and to believe believe the best our god rules and reigns there's no other one like him he's going to prove himself strong to those whose faith is in him uh, we're going to receive that offering you we're going to have one more song but at any time you can give but uh also after this last song dr stephen francis is going to be speaking this morning i believe he has a word for us he has a word for, i believe for our nation for this hour he's as we mentioned earlier, he's Brother Sadhu Savaraj's brother. He's been pastoring in Singapore, and he moved to uh, North Carolina just, I don't know, just a few months ago. But he's become a good friend, and um, he has great vision. When I hang around people like him, it really encourages me, because these guys have vision for future. So, you know, I'm believing they're hearing from God, and I know we're hearing from God. And uh, there's much yet to unfold before us. And so anyway, we want to pray for you, pray for this message that God will use it for his purposes. And, um, and just thank you for being a part of this family. So after this next song, then uh, Stephen will, will share and he'll just wrap it up. Maybe I'll come on at the end, but, but we'll see how it goes. Lord, we thank you again for this morning, for all of those that are part of our uh, online family from all over, Lord, the nation in many places. God, we just pray your blessing on them. We declare over them, their families, their children, their households, that, Lord, over these, we've never seen the righteous forsaken or begging for bread. That you, as Jehovah Jireh, will be faithful in this hour. God, to be exactly who you say you are, the great I am. And our faith is in you. We bless them. We pray health and strength. God, we pray that during this time for the supernatural, Lord, that, God, those that need miracles, we pray, show yourself strong, Lord. Rise up, O oh God, and let darkness flee, and let your glory invade their home, wherever they are, in their car. But, Lord, we thank you that uh, you're not limited. You're not practicing social distancing. You're a God that's ever near to those that call upon you. Thank you for those that, 
that give into this ministry, but give now back, Lord, abundantly, exceedingly, above all that they could ask or think. Lord, we pray for Stephen this morning. Lord, even though it's a recorded message, he told me he knows it's from God and it's fresh for this hour. He only finished it yesterday. So, Lord, we pray for the anointing upon that word and give us ears to hear what the Spirit is saying to the church in this hour. We honor you. We honor your Son. In Jesus' name, amen. Good morning, everybody. What a wonderful time to bring God's word during a very challenging circumstances. But I tell you what has not changed so far. It is the name of Jesus. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Everybody is waiting when COVID will end. That something that never ends is the love of God. Something that never changes is the power of God. Something that is the stability of our times is the name of Jesus, according to the book of Isaiah. So instead of holding on to something which is fluid and wondering when these things will change, why don't we hold on to something which is so stable, the anchor of our soul, the captain of our salvation, Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Amen. Why don't you tell your neighbor right now, any of family who is sitting beside you, hold their hands and say, Jesus is Lord. We have an anchor, the eternal anchor, right inside living in your hearts. And this morning, through this video, through this wire transmission, we are celebrating the name of Jesus. I tell you what, distance cannot stop us from celebrating. Distance cannot stop us from engaging in our faith. No matter where we are, God will anoint and unite our spirit to stand together in one heart and in one spirit. Wherever we are, the Spirit of God will be there. And wherever the Spirit of God is, there is freedom. Amen. So no matter where you are, which family you are sitting together with, or you are listening through the phone, or you are seeing through the computer, or you are watching through the living room, the power of God will come there to touch you. Why am I so confident to tell you that? Because wherever the Spirit of God comes, whenever the name of Jesus is being honored, when the Word of God is being exalted, the power of Christ will come in. You know, I tell you what, the easiest thing for me to do now is to stand here and speak. And I want to thank God for my media crew. They put all these things together. They are extending their faith through their actions in serving. I want to thank God that God's anointing will bless every effort that is being done so that you will have an interesting experience. You'll be excited when you're looking at the broadcast. And we want to thank God that these are the times, you know, when the Bible says, Blow the trumpet and sound the alarm. In the present days, we're not going to stand at the corner of every street, blow the alarm. Today, we are blowing through the airwaves. The airwaves will become the channel in where we blow the alarm and sound the trumpet that Jesus is coming soon. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But there is another trumpet. There is another sound to remind people Jesus is here. To the people of the world, Jesus is coming. But the people of God, remind yourself that Jesus is right inside your heart. And it's only what God said, when two or three are gathered in my name, he will be there. Hallelujah. Two or three are gathered in my name. The Lord gave me a word for such a time as this. Yesterday, while we were coming back from work, in the car, the Spirit of God said, now speak these words. And I pray that these words will become a strength to your soul. My brothers and sisters, listen. 
when your body is going through weakness and you're feeling sick or probably went through a surgery or something like that people in the hospital they put you to drips and then the doctors or the nurses will come and say you get to have some porridge you have to have some food you know when you are down you have no mood like eating you don't have a mood to swallow and the only thing sometimes you see when you look at the food it looks like wow I, I don't feel like eating but you still have to munch some food and swallow in so it becomes strength to your body and I pray in the name of Jesus you can't be looking at the food and say I wish it could come in you might take a lot of effort so I want to encourage you right now not just to hear the word of God take notes meditate the scriptures receive it don't just listen listening means there is noise coming out you are listening but hear what the Spirit of God is speaking to you right now and in the church that we are involved in amen there is a responsibility God has given to the servants of God it's to speak the word in season and I pray that this season word from the Holy Spirit will come and touch your life no matter what challenges and circumstances probably you're wondering whether the accounts are dropping, the finance is dropping, that uh, we don't have enough job and employment issues and all that is going on. What is going to happen to my family? I tell you what is going to happen to your family. The goodness of God is going to look after you and me. The abundance of God is going to provide. You may say, you know, Pastor Stephen, these are all the positive saying. It's not positive saying. It is faith. The Bible says faith calls those things which are not as though they are. And I wish I could tell you those are not. Sometimes it's funny, isn't it? Think about it. Faith calls those things which are not. God's abundance is waiting on the other side. It's not like it is not there. So there are some things you don't have to call which is already waiting on the other side. It's like it's not there. God's abundance is waiting for you on the other side. So receive it in the name of Jesus. Amen. You need to have it. You need to have it in your spirit. You find all forms of encouragement. There is only one that will never change. That will never run. It is the word of God coming to you. Now again, let's dive into the word of God and see what God has given to us. The Bible says in the book of Hebrews chapter 6, in the book of Hebrews chapter 6 and verse 9 onwards that the Lord has given me a word to encourage you but let's look a little bit of the contextual background what the word says the Bible says though we speak in this way yet in your case beloved we feel sure of better things things that belong to salvation I'm going to take verse 9 and we're going to read it in the way the Holy Spirit wants to teach us. Amen? The Bible says, feel sure of better things. Number one, I want to encourage you, in these times when we can perceive or feel fear, we can feel as though things are not working out for me well. And sometimes, you know, some people, when they got nothing else to do, they will try to feel fear. How come I'm not fearing? You know, the whole world is freaking out. People are buying things and stocking things and buying up. By the time, uh, uh, you know, how come I'm not doing the anxious thing what everybody is doing? You are not anxious because the Word of God is living in you. Amen? That is why you're not anxious. You're not fearful because God is in control over your life. So if you feel the pulse of your faith, you are going to feel Jesus beating there. And there's nothing wrong with you if you don't feel anxious. Amen. There's nothing wrong with you. 
We want to feel something wrong. Everybody is fearful. How come I'm not fearful? You say, even my church, other brother is fearful. Listen, it is a time that we come into as the people of God and people of faith. The book of Psalms 112 tells us that if you hear of evil news and your heart will not fear. Hallelujah. The Bible says we, our feelings must be trained to be aligned with God's feelings in our heart. And if God is tapping you to put your heart at rest, that God is in control, God is in charge of your life, then settle down in Jesus' name. Settle down in the name of Jesus. May the presence and the grace of God be over you. Feelings are important uh, processes that God uh, has given to the child of God. It can feel fear, it will feel anxious, anxiety, everything that we need to guard and guide ourselves are important. But sometimes, Feelings, when it's running like a wild horse without the bridle on its nose, it dives towards the world and will drag you out of God's boundary point. That is why here, Paul is reminding us, we feel sure of better things. So number one, get your feelings in check. And if a feelings is going out of line all the time, bring it back and assure as though it's like a little baby that God is with you who can be against you. You know, I've done those things. You know, in, in my younger days when I accepted Christ, when there is so many unsurety in my life, there's so many things which were uncertain. The, the future was bleak. I did not have this, I did not have that. But the Bible says, you know, when I read the book of Psalms, David was saying, Oh my soul, why are you sad? Why are you down? Why are you downcasted? He's saying, oh my soul. He's speaking to his soul. Why are you down? Why are you downcasted? Look up to God for your hope is in God. Do you see that? You see how you can minister to your soul. How you can tutor your soul and bring it back into alignment. That when you feel the pulse, the pulse must be authenticated that it is the right feeling instead of unnecessary fear. Amen. You may have concerns. You may have burdens. The Bible says, cast all your concerns to the Lord. Carry all your burdens to the Lord. And the book of Psalms chapter 55, another translation says, roll your burden to the Lord. I like that. Uh, I like that word, roll your burden. You know why? Sometimes when it's too heavy to carry, you know what's the easiest thing to do? Roll it out. Amen. So if your burden is just too much for you to think about, just roll it out and push it up to Jesus, and the Lord will carry it for you. Hallelujah. You know, God acknowledges your concerns. God acknowledges your worries. God acknowledges the fears that we have concerning our future. Those are legitimate. But what the Father doesn't want is for you to carry it. The Father doesn't want for you to carry something which you can't. The Father doesn't want for you to bear something which you will have no power for it. So the Father says, why don't you roll that care for me? And I will take care of it. I will work on it. And I will give you in installments. Little by little, I will tell you what to do for tomorrow. So get into that processes where the feelings are rested into the accomplishments of the Holy Spirit. Angels have been sent by God to work for you. Angels don't announce when they are coming. They will be just doing things in the background to work things out for you. God will make sure heaven is in support. Listen, God is for you and not against you. Amen. When God's hand is over you, he's over the 
education of our children. He's over the providence of our family. He's make sure there are food in the store when you go in. God will make sure there is gas for you. God will make sure there is water and whatever the essentials. You know what? If the nations of the world can provide essentials for the citizens, how much more when you're a citizen of heaven, there are essentials of faith and providences which are essential that God will provide for his children. Amen. Have your faith hooked up and be strengthened in the essentials of heaven, not just what the world can say. So it is important right now that you and I fine-tune our faith once again to get the bearings again. Get the bearings. Get the bearings back. Pump enough air into your tires so that it brings bearings and centering while you are driving towards God. Amen. It's all the time enough of doubting God, enough of questioning God, enough of all the time, God, are you there? Uh, will you provide for me? Are you caring? Enough of talking rubbish in the flesh. It's time to pump up faithfulness and gratefulness and thanksgiving to say, God, you are for me. I thank you, you are for me. You are providing for me. You are thinking about me, that you're all the time around me. Even when I fail to pray, you are answering my prayer. Even if when I'm sleeping, you are watching over me because the God of Israel, he doesn't sleep nor slumber. Amen. It's time to crush down the works of the enemy, the doubts of the enemy, even some of the Doubts like holes in your armor. Time to heal it up in Jesus' name and walk by faith. Speak by faith. Talk by faith. People may put you down when you walk by faith. Listen, put those words down. You walk by faith because faith is of the kingdom. It is not of the world. Amen. The Bible says those who are of the flesh will not understand those who are of the spirit. So now is the time. There is a dividing factor that comes about those who walk in the spirit and those who walk in the flesh. That's number one, about getting our feelings right to go in the things of God. Number two, the Bible says, feel sure of better things. So the, let's work on the word sure. You need to be sure what God wants you to do. Now you may say, well, I'm just sitting at home because it's COVID. Then sit in and rest in the goodness of God. Amen. It's time to rest. The Bible says, the book of Hebrews, let us labor unto the rest that God has. Imagine, labor and rest doesn't go together. But for some people, they need to train themselves to rest. They need to labor. It's as though it's a work they have to do to settle in. Since I can't do anything, I will rest in the Lord. Let's labor under the rest. It has to be sure that God is my Father. It has to be sure that He's all taken care. It has to be sure that God is going to provide and God has to, oh, my money is finishing in the bank. Don't worry about it. God knows how to top it up. He will do miracles. He will open the windows of heaven. There will be new laws that will be given to the government. And they will release that money. The Bible says the wealth of the wicked belongs to the wise. So you trust in God's things. Number one. Be sure that God is doing this for you. Number two, be sure of God's promises. This is the time we take time to study the Bible. Get yourself rooted in the Word of God. You see, without the Word of God, without faith, your heart is like tossing itself in the ocean without guidance where to go. It's as though you are in a lifeboat just waiting for someone to rescue. It is like you are on the lifeboat, there are not enough supplies or the anxiety and the thing that, when am I going to die? Who is going to see me? It is all the time happening instead of anchoring yourself in the word of God. Be sure that God is for you. 
Be sure you are anchored in God. Be sure the angels are looking after you. It is important for you to be sure. You see, there are people who are stubborn enough, no matter what you tell, they're not going to touch the Bible. No matter what you tell, they're going to hard is going to do their own things. So I tell you what, for those who keep doing your own things, your portion is the worry of this world. Your portion is the anxieties of this world. Your portion is the lack of joy. So let's make a decision today. Be sure that God is for you and not against you. Be sure you are eating from the table of the Lord and not from the table of the enemy. Be sure that you are drawing from bank, uh, God's bank account and not from the world's account because the world's account will keep you like a slave. God's bank account will treat you as a son and a daughter with your birthright blessings. Amen. So the third thing that we have to remember, the better things. You know, faith is all about calling those things which are, things which are not. So there are some things which are not. In the, uh, Hebrew, uh, in the Greek Bible, it is written that when you ask in faith, God will give it to you. And the Greek version that is written in the, uh, gospel, uh, the, the book of John, it says, what you ask, and if it's not there, God will create it for you. So there are some things, God, uh, it, what we are asking is not that in the future God is going to create. But there are some things, or rather many things, are in the realm of the Spirit. You see, whenever God has things for you in the realm of the Spirit, healing, miracles, providence, peace, love, joy, heavenly encounters, words from heaven, these are things or the commodities of heaven. In order for you to receive those commodities, you need to enter into the realm of the spirit. You cannot all the time be in the sight of the flesh and wonder why God is not showing to you anything because no flesh can perceive the things of heaven. You need to lock yourself in into the things of the spirit. Amen. So you need to assure yourself that feeling sure that there is a feeling, then you're working with your surety, and then the third thing, have faith that God has better things for you. God has better things for you. It's like this, listen. If I feel that my children are doing unnecessary things and worry about things and playing with stuff that shouldn't be worrying, you know what? Listen, hey, why are you doing this? We got better things to do. The Bible says this. You got better things to do. And the better things is about things about God. Hallelujah. Things of God. Why are you worrying about things you don't have? What can we do with what we have? Oh, it is COVID. What can you do in the midst of COVID? Oh, we are now having 10 people. What can you do with the 10 people? Oh, we only can see with two people. What can you do with the two people? You know what? Listen. I want to listen, man. Every one of you has a cell phone. What can you do to talk about God? Take a selfie. Tell two, three things about God's goodness in your life and why don't you text yourself around? You don't need just a preacher to preach. You can. Every one of you have a camera. Every one of you can record something about God's goodness and pass it around to yourself. Why don't we do evangelism, touching people's lives in God's goodness? Amen. You don't have to just watch the preacher's uh, uh, broadcast for a Sunday. You yourself are a pastor in the making. You are God's servants in the making. You are God's embedded ambassadors. And the Bible says you are a light of the world. And a light of the world cannot be hidden underneath the table. God says you are to be put on the mountaintop. Jesus said. Jesus said. 
Let's do it right now. All of you have got a cell phone. Think about three goodness that God has done for you. Think about three gratefulness that God has done for you. Think about three things that God has been assuring you of better things to come. Maybe some of you know people who have been infected with COVID and they are healed. Some of you will have known people or probably you yourself was healed and you didn't dare to tell anybody. Why don't you say it out in Jesus' name that the healing power of God is over you and nothing can touch you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Perhaps some of you who are watching, you have lost a loved one to COVID. I'm so broken hearted at this moment to even hear this. But I want you to know, God loves you. God loves you. The healing power of God will touch you right now in the name of Jesus. Who is the surety? Jesus is. He never failed. Better things to come. Now, this, there is a catch in this scripture. The catch says this. We feel sure of better things, and then hyphen, things that belong to salvation. You see, our salvation is the key. Our salvation is the key. The, uh, the book of First uh, Peter says, grow in your salvation. Salvation is not just about coming to church, listening to a sermon, giving my offering, sing a couple of songs, all is good. I've done my duty uh, for, as a Christian for this Sunday. Wait till I go next Sunday. But you know, these times, when the COVID times is coming in, man, we are all stuck in the house. This is the time for you to reevaluate what salvation means to you. Am I just sitting in or am I growing in that salvation? Everything that God has, the better things, is locked into the capsule called salvation. You got to open the door of salvation and see the better things God has promised for you. The things of the angels that God will do miraculously supply. Uh, there will always be people who say, I don't believe in angels. Too bad for you. If you don't believe, just too bad. You're just denying what God can do supernaturally in your life. Somebody say, hallelujah. You know, while I'm speaking to you, the Spirit of God is pumping that grace into my heart, man. Because as you believe, it shall be done to you in the name of Jesus. Why are we so being foolish? I don't believe. This I has never helped you in the very first place. So why don't you believe what God is saying? Amen. What God says will come to pass. Everything that God is doing is hidden in the capsule of salvation. Let me touch that one point right now. Are you backslidden? Do you feel the pulse of your faith? When you feel the pressure of your salvation? You feel like dying? Are you too weak? It's time to give your heart to Jesus. Probably you know Jesus and you're backslidden. I spoke to one young girl just the other day. She said, I used to be in church. I used to go to church. She, she said, I used to be a youth leader. My, my father used to be a youth pastor. Now we just walked out from everything. We're just doing our own thing. She said, I'm, I'm now married. I, I don't have time to go to church. Listen, my precious sister, if you are watching this broadcast, uh, if you are watching through some form of media, what I'm saying, God wants to reach out to you right now. This is the time that is a deciding moment, a decision-making moment, where God is bringing us to the point of junction to decide whether you are turning right to the highway of holiness or you're going to keep on going to the highway of this world. It's going to be a deciding factor whether the favor of God is going to come upon you or the wrath of God is coming upon the world. I pray in the name of Jesus that we are not of the world, we are of God. Amen. Your salvation is the open, unlocking uh, thing that is going to open up. If you have backslidden heart, 
this morning right now as you are watching the broadcast come back to Jesus what will I do to come back there is no pastor you got to call Jesus inside your heart wherever you are sitting right now you don't have to do a religious act right now open your mouth inside your heart and say Jesus forgive me I want to come back home you just got to say Jesus forgive me and if the love of God is pouring himself inside your heart why don't you kneel lift up your hands and say father I'm home. They say, Father, I'm home. You know what? He will welcome you. He's not our earthly father. He's the heavenly father. You're not so far. You think you're so far. You know what? I remember the Bible says in Luke chapter 15, the lost son. Remember the story in chapter 15, the lost son, he ran away and uh, he decided to come back home. For all this time, we paid attention to the lost son. That the son decided to go, he decided to spend the money and the wealth. Well, you know what the Bible says? When the father saw the son from afar off, he came out and ran towards the son. So you think, it is not you being far, the father coming near. Hallelujah. And when you call upon Jesus right now, you say, Father, I'm home. I'm coming home. Father, I decide to come home. No matter what hurts I have inside my heart, drop it out. It's not worth holding me behind or far away from your love. I don't want to stack so much offenses against you. Listen, for some of us, we, we didn't realize we are listening to the opinions of the enemy by stacking up so many blockages against from the love of God. Listen, don't become the devil. Are you listening? Don't become the devil. The devil is the devil that will create blocks. You don't keep putting blocks right in front of you all the time and say, if God loves me, why did this happen? If God loves me, why did that happen? If God loves me, why did... Why are you dragging yourself away from the love of God? Come closer to Jesus. Let God remove the blocks because there's nothing can stop the king from touching your life. There is nothing. The Bible says in the book of Isaiah, God's hand is long enough to touch you. The only thing that is stopping you is our sins. It's our hurts. It's our opinions. It's our framework of thinking, you know what? God doesn't love me. Why don't you shut it up for a minute, man? You know, aren't you not tired listening to your own stuff all the time? For once believe wholesale, 100% what God is saying. He loves you. He cares for you. This is a critical moment to know the quality of your salvation. It is a critical moment to know that your salvation experience is not put in a box and it's dusting itself up. It is time to blow the dust. It's time to look at your salvation and say, Father, I'm coming home. Wherever you are, it takes that few seconds to say, Father, I'm coming home. It doesn't take long for you to, to dust the Bible and say, Jesus, I'm going to open up your word. I'm looking at your word. You are speaking to me. No matter where you are, it doesn't take time for you to text a text to your pastor and say, Pastor, I'm coming home. You may have a lot of hurts. You may have all this kind of stuff against this and against that. Drop everything and say, God, I'm coming home. Because the Bible says you've got to feel sure of better things. And this better things has to do with salvation. It has to keep word salvation. I want to know who belongs to me and who doesn't belong to me. God wants to know whether you are on my side or you are on the other side. Have you ever thought about this for a minute? We think as though God is running after us and there is no end to the story. 
And we find it so hard to get. I'm not coming to church. I will not read the Bible. I will see when. I will think about it. I will see when I will come. My brothers and sisters, there's coming a time the Bible says the door will be closed. The door will be closed. And if God says, if people whom I have invited are not going to come, I'm going to tell the angels to go by the highways and the byways. They will hear the word of the Lord and they will be invited to the wedding guest. And they will eat from the table which is prepared for them, the banqueting table. Today we look down at the sinners. We look down at those who are druggers. And we look down on those who are bikers. I don't know who else we are looking down. Probably the homeless. I'm not sure, man. Listen, if the church is not going to respond, the salvation word of the Lord will come to them. And they will come to know the power of Jesus. And some, some people think they know so much of the Bible. Knowing so much of the Bible, doing nothing with a backslidden heart means nothing. God can change all of that if you will get your heart right with Jesus today. Some people say, oh, I've read the Bible, everything I could read. So what? Without faith, it's impossible to please God. It is not the theoretical knowledge we are talking about. It's the salvation experience. I pray in the name of Jesus, man, probably right now your spirit is bubbling. Right now you are saying that you, you know, I'm willing to accept Jesus, I, I, but I can't go to church. I'm willing to accept Jesus, but I, I want to be baptized. If you are right there, in that moment right now, text to your pastor, Pastor, I'm willing to commit my heart to God, but there is no one to baptize. Tell you what, go to your washroom, go to your tub, fill it with water, go inside in the name of Jesus and come out, you are saved. Hallelujah. The Lord Jesus himself will be there to baptize you. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. The times have changed. Every man and woman is an ambassador of our Lord Jesus Christ. Nothing can stop you. No distance must stop you from your salvation right now. You shouldn't be waiting for this Sunday. Now is the time for you to reach out and say, Jesus, I want to come back home. I want to come back home. You know, there are many men and women who are hurt. They drown their hurts in their job. They have no time to just rest. Now God has given us a moment to wake us up. God has given us a moment to shake the world and to see what economy will take place. God gave a moment to shut everybody down in. Even our children can't go to school. It is time everybody's inside to reconsider their salvation anymore. They are no longer distracted by work. You are no longer distracted by distance and rush. Now everybody is there to take stock. If you and I overlook this moment of eternity, that is the greatest sin that we can commit. This is the moment of eternity God has given to all of us to take stock. And this is what happened to the people in the book of Acts. When they could not go out and preach the gospel as usual because there was persecution all around. They have to stay intact. And they all gathered in prayer and prayer and prayer. And the more they prayed, they were ready. They became a ready stock. The more they prayed on the 10th day, on the day of Pentecost, the fire of the Holy Spirit came down upon them. And then you know what happened? Persecution relaxed and it all went out. Listen, perhaps that days are upon us right now. These COVID-19 days are days that we are waiting upon God in prayer. And the power of the Holy Spirit will come upon you. And when COVID is shut down, the churches will burn in fire once again. The believers will run in fire once again. There will be a fresh love for the Word of God. There will be a fresh appreciation to go into the house of God again. There will be a fresh appreciation to worship together in unity. Hallelujah. Those days are coming upon us. All about salvation.
all about growing up in God. And for those who are the people of God, I want to encourage you, there is a difference of when you say elementary growth and perfection or growing in God. Paul, or the writer of Hebrew, now my personal opinion is that Paul wrote the book of Hebrews. I know there are many, many arguments and uh, theological discourse, academic papers that is written, Paul did not write Hebrews, whatever man. If you, if you are in the spirit of the nature of the writing of Paul's, it is not difficult for a person to understand from a doctoral point of view, from academic thinking, that anyone can switch their mind and write from a, in a very doctoral point of view of the accomplished work of Jesus from the perspective of the Hebrews. And Paul wrote it as a, such a theological discourse of teaching what the high priest would do in the Old Testament in the light of the blood of Christ. Okay? So here the Bible says in uh, Hebrews chapter 6 uh, verse 1, Therefore let us live the elementary doctrine of Christ and go on to maturity. So when we talk about growing in salvation, when we talk about all the blessings are hidden in salvation, you are supposed to grow in your salvation, not just the elementary that is supposed to be up. Let's go on in Jesus' name. Amen. Look at the next line. The Bible says, For God is not unjust. Verse 10. Hebrews chapter 6 verse 10. For God is not unjust, so as to overlook your work and the love that you have shown for his name in serving the saints as you still do. God is not unjust. Amen. You know, there are sometimes regrets. Maybe God has overlooked God. What have you done for me? I've done this. I've given people that. I've given this, that. What are you doing? Listen, God is saying again, I will not overlook. That's not me. Uh, amen. For once, we need to know who God is. When the devil whispers to you, that's not my God. I don't know which devil you're talking about. It takes that flip of a second. You know, sometimes we listen more to the devil than God. We tend to believe more of our feelings than even what God says. Yeah, your feelings can be wrong, but God is never wrong. Your thoughts can be wrong, God is never wrong. Someone can whisper to you wrong things about God, but God is never wrong. There are times when I, my heart was hurt, when a lot of my concerns, uh, concerned friends were telling me to do some stuff, and one time of an encounter with God, you know what God said, Stephen? Oh, yeah, by the way, the Lord has never called me by my name. He's always said son. And this time he said, son, did I reject you? I said, no, God. Have I not been faithful in your life? I said, you all always have been. Did I tell you to walk away? No, you didn't. Then the Lord said, then why are you listening to others? Because I didn't say that. I learned to focus myself in what God is saying. The mission is given to you. The command was given to you. It is not a popular sense. Even if you to dig the ground alone, get it done, and someone will be coming through your faith and your action. Amen. The Bible says God will not overlook. There are two things that God wants to remind us. Number one, the work that you have done and the love that you have shown. Mostly, these are the two areas of regret and pain we have. You know how much of work that I've done? Nobody cares. You know how much of love that I've shown? Nobody get it back. And there are many who are rejected. They feel so burnt out. The amount of giving, I'm not getting back. Listen, some of, some of us, they, they are like these super burners, right? 
you are all the time generating love. You are bang, you can do things. Not everybody goes in the same wave. Some people can only give one good thing probably in a week. You can give 55 good things in a second. So don't measure people in the same frequency you have. Give people some space to show the love and appreciation in their own way. It may not match up to your level, but at least give them space for them to grow up. Amen. The Bible says God will not overlook. There are two things you need to keep in mind. Your work, your service unto God, and then the love you have for the saints. Here the Bible says that the people, the writer is saying that the work you do and the love you show serving the saints. And that's an important clue for us. It's time for us to get back into serving God. Get back into serving the saints. Get back into ministering to God. Some people are in the worship ministry. They are leading people to worship the living God. Some people are in the cafeteria ministry. They are serving in the name of Christ so that people will have their coffee, their buns or whatever not. You know, there are different type of service, but everything must be undergirded by the love that God has given to you. And I want to remind us, these are the times we are not going to serve ourselves, but we're going to serve God. We've got to remind ourselves that God's goodness is given to us that we will serve the saints of God. Don't lock your love. Don't lock your work. Don't say, I'm not going to serve anymore. I never get anything in return. You are serving because God has shown His love over your life. Amen. 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 So continue serving. Continue doing what God has called you to do. You know why? Because God will never overlook. The day will come. The service that you have done, the love you have shown, will become a memorial stone before Jesus Christ. And He will command heaven to bless you. He will command the earth to release its blessings over you. He will command the earth to yield its harvest towards you. He will command people to come towards you with favor. And that favor is coming, my brothers and sisters. Listen, God is not preparing you for today. God is preparing you for the end times to come. All money can be drawn. It can be devalued. Food can disappear. But the favor of God will open the windows of heaven. Supernaturally, God will provide. You know what? The church has never seen enough of God's supernatural power. We have we have demoted to God as though He's an earthly being. We have demoted the supernatural power of God to the limit of our understanding. But God is infinite. He is much more bigger than what the books you have. Even a billion books put together about God is not enough to even define, to touch the fingernail of what God can do. Amen. You know what God can do? The Bible says, even God's waves, the fingers of God creates war. The other day, I had a visitation. I was in Japan. And I was praying for this country, and it was a powerful conference that was going on. And in that encounter that I had in the morning, Jesus came, he was looking at Japan, and he was breathing out. He just breathed out. <sighs> just like that. I don't wonder. Why did he even breathe out? What does it mean? That I began to get myself into the Bible, and this is what the Bible says. God will judge the nations with the breath of his nostrils. Can you look at that? <sighs> that breath of the power of God is enough to cause a wave towards the nations. That's how powerful God is. So please don't underestimate what God can do. He will not overlook. Don't reduce God to how much you can understand. Our understanding is nothing 
compared to the bigness of our God. Oh, I don't believe. Who cares whether you believe or not? God can do much more than what you believe. Amen. Amen. Oh, that's not in the Bible. Some people don't even read the Bible. What do you mean that's not in the Bible? Your name is not even in the Bible. But you do exist, right? Come on. Amen. Come on. I, come on. You've got to chill out, man. Get yourself in the faith. Don't talk garbage like the people of the world. It's time to lock, talk like the people of God. Amen. 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 The Bible says that your work and your love will not be for, uh, uh, overlooked. And then the Bible says, be earnest. Continue to be earnest. Look at that. Look at the scripture. The Bible says it as uh, God is not uh, unjust to overlook your work and the love that you have shown for his name in serving the saints as you still do. And we desire each one of you to show the same earnestness. To have the full assurance of your hope until the end. In other words, the love you have must infect others and continue to have the same earnest. Be fully assured in the hope of God. And when, Pastor, when am I going to stop this? Until the end. There is no stop when you are walking for God. When it, there is no stop when you are serving God. There is no stop when you are loving God. Until the end, continue doing the good things. Whatever we are going through this COVID is just a sample of things that is good to come. Look at uh, the book of Revelations chapter 6, 7 and 8. It's going to be worse. People uh, say, oh, look, right? I may not be there. Unless you are 95 years old now, you are thinking you may not be there. But man, if you are younger, you are going to be there. The church is going through times of tribulation. You may not like to hear it. Oh, that's not my theology. It doesn't really matter what you think, man. This is a prelude of what can happen. Without the mark of the Antichrist, one issue of the government notice, the churches are closed. Just like that. Just like that. What more? What more when the mark of the beast will come? It just have to create a bio-warfare and that's it. Everybody goes and everybody hides. Even as a, a ministry people, listen guys, if you are listening right now, those of you are anointed, those of you are called by God, those of you are saying for the whole world I'm anointed, you are the first responders of faith. If you shrink at this time, if you freak out at this time, it questions all this time whether you're walking in the flesh or you're walking with God. This is the time you take the courage moment. If I die, I die. There is a moment that God, during the times of persecution, all Esthers will rise up during the times of persecution. Women's ministry will rise up during the times of persecution. God will see who are the Esthers who are shining out with that kind of courage and nomination of their spirit. God, I'm standing for you. I'm going to be the first responder of faith. No enemy can touch me in the name of Jesus and God will stand for you. Amen. I'm not provoking your flesh. I'm provoking your spirit man to rise up. Do accordingly. If you are the first responder, then be the first to respond. Hallelujah. Don't be the last one. The Bible reminds us during these times, uh, the Bible says, look at what uh, uh, the, the, uh, Paul is saying, so that you may not be sluggish. Simple words, don't be lazy during this time. Don't, become, don't have a lazy mind. Don't let your spirit to become lazy. Don't let your soul to procrastinate. You know, some people, all they do, they sleep with a procrastination as though it's a twin brother, as though it's their twin sister. All the time tomorrow, all the time not now, all the time let's see. And then you procrastinate to a point, your spirit settles in and it takes a long more time for you to start your fire again. It's time for you.
to wake your spirit up and continue to do. What must I do? The Bible says, listen. The Bible says, so that you may not be sluggish, so that you become imitators of those who through faith and patience inherit the promises of God. Don't be lazy. Imitate. You know, it's hard to imitate. It takes a lot of effort to walk and see people of faith and to grow in faith. Listen how people are praying. Pray like that. Look out for how people are worshipping. Worship like that. Look at someone's faith. Oh, this guy or this brother or this sister possess such a worship heart. Become like that. Some people can quote the word of God because they have spent their lives memorizing. They can quote scriptures during this moment. Become like that. Their mind is so positively framework. Become like that. Oh, you don't know what I've been through. Forget about what you're saying. It's time to become. It's time to imitate. It's time to look forward in faith. Because who you are is not helping you. Who you're going to become are better things. It's going to bring breakthrough into your life. Amen. I want you to remember our God is a God of breakthrough. He's not a stagnant water. He's a mighty, rushing, living water. Amen. You know what, John? When he had the encounter with God in heaven, he, he tried to hear the voice and the Bible says his voice was like a rushing mighty waters, powerful. Never once in the Bible you can find God is a stagnated water, never once. The Bible says in the, in, in, in the book of Genesis, the rivers of living water, living water. The Bible says in the book of Ezekiel, rivers of living water. There is always living. The Bible says, I am the living. I'm not God of the day. I'm the God of living. Amen. So I pray that we will imitate the power and the presence of God. We will imitate Jesus. The Bible says that we need to be like Christ. So imitate. Look at the Bible. It says, how can you imitate if you don't read the Bible? How can you imitate if you don't have a framework of who you are reading? So it is important to have the Bible right in front of you and let the scriptures transform your spirit, man. Amen. The Bible says, by faith and patience, we will inherit the promises of God. So faith and patience is the combo you need right now. Don't lose your head right now. Don't lose your faith. Don't lose your patience. Have you ever been there? When your wife or your spouse or your, your mom is uh, baking a cake and the smell is just so nice and you can't wait to open the door of the heaven and touch if you want, then you'll become part of the cake. You can't do that. No matter how nice the cake is, you wish it could be now, you still look at the meter, oh, there is still like two hours to go. You still have to wait because when the time is right, the cake is nice. When the time is right, the cake is edible. So sometimes, and you know the other day, one brother brought some dish when we were had this uh, uh, house prayer meeting. He said, brother, this is a beautiful dish, slow cook for six hours. Oh my goodness, what did you do, man? The early in the morning, we just put it for slow cook, and then it's all cooking for six, six hours, because this particular dish, that's the only way to cook. And this is what the Bible says. Through faith and the combination of patience, you will inherit the promises of God. Don't hurry. God has his time for everything. Some miracles is one second. Some miracles are a process. It takes time. Some can happen tomorrow if you're asking for tomorrow's blessing. Some blessings which you're asking, which is supposed to happen next year, you will hope only happen when it comes next year. Some dates of God's miracles has a time capsule to it. When the date happens, 
it will help. Some miracles that God will do has a location-based miracles. When you go to that location, that miracle will happen. The problem is, we pray in the room and you want everything to happen inside the room. Amen? So get out of it. Faith and patience are an important combination, number one. Keep in mind, faith comes through the Word of God. It doesn't come through any time. It comes through hearing the Word of God. It comes through reading the Word of God. So during these times, spend time with the Word. Get the Word involved. Get back into memorizing. Read over and over again until you feel faith is entering you. Some people think the moment I read, I'm reading, nothing is happening. You're not reading. You're just letting your eyes scroll through. You're just reading with your mind. Start reading with your spirit. Open your heart. You don't have to read too fast. It's not a dictation time. It is not a reading exam. Just read slow. Pause. Read over. What is God saying to me? Faith grows during this time. That is one. Number two. How does patience grow? Patience grows when the character is broken and molded by God. So in the midst of all this patience as we are waiting, God is molding the character. You see, we get to know who people are. And that's what patience is. You are loving the love of God to walk through. You are loving waiting for God's timing. It's very interesting. No matter what you order right now in Amazon or wherever it is, uh, no matter how important it is, uh, even though you are a prime member of Amazon, uh, you know what they're saying? Because due to COVID, please, due to unforeseen circumstances, all the shipments are delayed. We thank you for your understanding. The moment there is a delay, you need to have patience for your item to come through. How is that? So you see patience now, everybody is waiting. Everybody is waiting. Everybody has a lot of patience when you drive through and you buy because you can't go into a restaurant. You can't sit there and eat. So everybody has patience to wait through without honking. And everybody is waiting. And this is what faith must have the combination of patience to inherit the promises of God. God has been teaching many people many times about this. No one is willing to learn. Now is a good opportunity. You have to be patient. Oh, when is the shop going to open? It's got to be patient. You see my hair is growing and there is no power. I have to be patient. If I'm not patient, I'm going to cut myself. So what? I tell you what, give your time. Grow in faith and patience before God. And in patience, your character is molded. In patience, we feel, how long must I be patient? In patience, your character is broken. In patience, you are growing and being molded to wait for God's timing in your life. And God's timing is always the right timing. Amen. I tell you what, if you don't have anybody beside you, turn around and say amen to something. If you have a dog in the house, Tell Amen to your dog. If you've got somebody looking at, looking at you, tell Amen to them. God is always working good things in your life. Amen. So I want to let, let me finish with these words. In the Bible says, in the last phrase of this passage of scripture, through faith and patience, we inherit the promises of God. God wants you to have it, not take away from you. God is always about inheritance. The ones that are taken away are the ones who are lazily hiding their gifts. The Bible says that will be taken away from them. Even what they have will be taken away from them. Why? They are lazy. They hide 
They don't pray. They take their own time and you lose the timing of your blessings. You know, certain things you could have had it long time ago, but because you're not honoring God, you are procrastinating. Instead of looking at the word, you look at almost everything else. Then you lose the timing of your blessing. You know what? You create your own path of unnecessary burdens because you're not going to walk in the pathway of God. So I want to bring you back into God's goodness today. Come back into the pathway of God. Be in a position where you are next in line to receive your inheritance. Amen. Be the next person in line. Queue up. Everybody's queuing up. Time to queue. You know what? When your number is called, be the first to respond and say, God, that's my name. That's my number. I've just been heard called by God. And the word inherit the promises, uh, promises of God has an interesting Greek word. You know, it's a colorono mio. How I... Don't judge me now, man. With all the COVID, my tongue is just twisting. Clerono <laughs> mio. Okay? And it's all... That's what it says. To receive by the Lord assigned to you. During these times, you can't take another person's blessing. You can only inherit the promises which is given to you. Hallelujah. All those touch and claim, don't do voodoo stuff, man. You can't just touch anything you want say, God, that belongs to me, that belongs to me. No, you can only receive what belongs to you, what is given to you. God is a faithful God. He will create assignments and allotments in your life. And the more you grow, and the more you grow gracefully, and then he releases another level of blessings called the birthright and the sonship. The birthright blessings. Now, that's a totally another topic. God willing, another day, we're going to tackle it. But today, I want to leave you with this. The Bible says in Matthew chapter 5, verse 6, Blessed are the meek, they shall inherit the earth. You can't be meek without faith and patience. God says, you shall inherit the earth. And I pray in the name of Jesus during these moments, your sons and daughters will be blessed. Husbands and wives will be blessed. Your brothers and sisters will be blessed. The church will become stronger at this time. The church is not weak. After through trial and testing, the Bible says, you will become stronger after walking through the fire. Your faith will become more precious after walking through the fire. When the blade goes through the fire and the wielding of the swordsmith, you know what happens? It becomes sharper and stronger than any other time. God is molding his church. God is molding his people to become stronger and sharper during these times. And you shall become what God has designed you to become. Amen. Because you and I are of God and not of the world. We will respond to the design of God and not to the design of the world. We will respond to the engineering of God and not worry about who engineered COVID. Let them do what the world will do. The world will continue to play games, but God is consistent over your life. Let us pray right now. If you need to kneel, kneel down. If you need to stand up and lift up your hands, do it. If you need to reach out to the TV as a form of transmission of God's anointing, do it. If you need to touch oil and put it on your head and believe God that God will touch you, do it. No matter what, extend yourself in faith right now. Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for the presence and the power of God to come upon every child of God. Lord, strengthen every pastor who is listening to the word of God, God. They have given so much out of their life. Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus, the power of God will come over them, God. Lord, we pray for the families. Lord, their relationships will be healed in Jesus' name. Father, the Father, Son, 
and the daughter and the mother. Lord, we pray the hearts of the fathers will turn towards the sons and the sons will turn towards the fathers. Let there be a healing of relationships as they are at home all the time, giving each other the opportunity to open up and to talk. Father, we pray, thank you, God, for giving this moment, Lord, that you can cut off external processes and work on the internal dynamics. Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray for all those who are sick. We pray, Father, that the power of God will touch. We pray in Jesus' name, every fear will be broken out of their hearts and their mind. We pray for supernatural healing, supernatural protection in Jesus' name. Supernatural providences. Lord, if some people could be worrying about God, I don't have enough money and this is all I've left in the house and there is not enough. I pray for supernatural multiplication of food at home and in their storage places, Father, that God, you will show strong on behalf of your people and I thank you for that. Lord, I pray, God, there will be a supernatural love to return back to Jesus. Once again, there will be a revival of our love that we have for you and that, God, you are going to do mighty miracles on behalf of those who love you, Father. Lord, we thank you in the name of Jesus that your name will be magnified. I pray our sons and daughters will have divine encounters with the angels of God. They will have divine dreams. I pray our babies will be thought to sing with the melodies of the uh, heaven's choir. Lord, in the name of Jesus, open the gates of heaven. Let them have a glimpse of who you are during this time. I want to thank you, Father, honor you. We give you all the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for spending time with the Word of God. You know, I felt so much when I'm praying together, whether, like as I'm in your house right now. I'm beside you right now. Thank you for allowing me to bring the Word of God to touch your life to bring the Word of God. Thank you for trusting me to speak into your life right now. I know that the Word of God is powerful. Now, if you want to reach out to us, uh, you can reach out to your church. And if you've got nobody to reach out at this moment, you can send an email to us. It will be now flashing below. Send a prayer request. If you have a testimony that God has touched through this broadcast, you can always uh, write a testimony to us so that you can encourage not just me, but our TV crew. You can, uh, you know, encourage these guys who are working through hard and putting these things together. And if you want to support the ministry, the link will be there. You can send a love offering if you want to, as God puts in your heart, so that more people will be touched. We are preparing many things to come. Now listen, may God bless you. The last thing you must remember before we let you go is that Jesus loves you. Amen. This morning, we want to uh, just speak to those that prayed when Stephen was uh, praying the prayer of, that I want to come home. If that's you, if you want to come home, you want to know Jesus Christ, we want to make sure that, 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 that you're solid in your faith, that you know that what God has done, that it's real. We want to send you a little booklet. It's called, What Does It Mean to Be a Real Christian? And I think in this hour, God's going to redefine what it means to be a real Christian. And uh, we, want to, we want to pray with you as well. Some of you may still have some questions. And, and you want to be sure. You want to know that, it's, that it's, it happened. That it's solid. Because the scripture says, Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And uh, we want to lead you in a prayer. And then we'll just uh, close out this morning. But just pray after me. You, if you're watching, you say, I want to know that I know that I'm saved. That I'm going to heaven. That I know Jesus. And... Um, so we just pray, dear God.
I believe in you. I believe in your son, Jesus, that he is the son of God. I confess my sin, and I ask you to forgive me, cleanse me. I turn from my own ways. I turn my life over to you. From this moment on, I will follow you. I believe in my heart that God raised Jesus, his son, from the dead. And I confess now with my mouth, the Lord Jesus, come into my heart, save me, fill me with the Holy Spirit, be my Lord and my Savior from this moment to the rest of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to ask you to uh, respond to us. You can send an email. It's very simple. 2020, the numbers, 2020, trust in, I-N, Jesus at gmail.com. 2020, the numbers, then trust in Jesus at gmail.com. And if you just respond to us, we'll send you this little booklet, What Does It Mean to Be a Real Christian? And uh, try to help you get plugged into a church there near you where you live. But anyway, we bless you, all of you that are believers. We Be encouraged. You know, spend more time in God's word rather than in man's word. And you'll, you'll, be, in a lot, you'll be in a lot better shape. You know, challenges are coming. But that's what we're here for. And we're going to meet them because the Lord has already finished the race for us. So greater is he that's in us and he that's in the world. God bless you. We love you. And we'll see you again.